music. That's, I'm, I'm never doing that again. No, I don't. <laughs> Here we go then. Elf, ep- See, I told you it was it was, was going to be terrible. Here we go then, episode 54 of the Long Snapper NFL podcast, the NFL podcast with more obscure Partridge references than any other. So let's put the chat amongst the pigeons. I'm Adam, <laughs> and I'm joined by Mark, who's been stuck in traffic, and Dougie, who is kind of a big deal because he's on two podcasts. How are we? I'm all right. Yeah, good cheers, mate. Yeah, not bad, not bad. That was still a funny second time around. I liked it. <laughs> it was better the first time. Back. <laughs> yep. Oh come on! As if, as if, as if we're we're one take people here. <laughs> um, as as ever, thanks everybody for downloading and listening. Um, please leave us a review, as we always say. We had a couple of reviews last week after my bribery attempt uh, for a beer that may or may not exist. It will exist if you find us, um, which you can't. Uh, so yeah, please leave us a review. Um, get us on Twitter at Long Snap Pod and. Don't bother with any other form of social media because we don't know what they are. Um, your individual Twitter handles, gents? At Chinese underscore Lensman. It's not racist. Probably it's, racist. It's definitely racist. Uh, and I'm, this is Sparky S. Excellent. And uh, Dougie's other podcast, by the way, the, the Mall Over podcast, uh, if, you, if you're into your rugby and if you're from the West Country, or if you're one of those two things, or neither, give it a listen. It's it's pretty good. Um, we'd normally have a quiz at this point. Uh, today feels a little bit different. Before we move on with other usual nonsense and drivel, um, we should get serious for a moment. On Monday morning, we all woke up to the news that uh, Kevin Cadle had suddenly passed away, which was obviously a bit of a shock. He was actually older than I realised he was 62, but I mean, that's still far, far too young. Obviously, thoughts go to his his family, his close friends, um, people who knew him. Um, but while none of us knew him personally, it kind of felt like we'd all lost someone dear to our hearts, really. Um, Mark, especially, I guess, as a fellow Bills fan, you must have loved watching him on, on Sky over the years. Yeah, it was, I don't think you can really underestimate the the importance of him in in championing the the NFL in this country and the fact that he was a Bills fan um, and always had good things to say about the Bills even when you know they were going through their continued playoff fallow spell um, he always said it we, we, you know everything he said about them was full of humour and full of grace and he was he was just a genuinely good dude and i think some of the the, the comments that have have been said have really reflected that and um yeah he'll be he'll be really sadly missed by the bills mafia i thought it was really nice that the bills official twitter account um even put a, like a nice tribute out to him as well that was really nice to see and um yeah he'll be he'll be sadly missed yeah he he basically was the face of all of our NFL developments, really, as as a fan, yeah. um, along with Nick Halling and Mike Carlson. Those those three guys really were the people that we grew up on as NFL fans. And Kevin Cadle, we've made mention on this pod before about 
he was never the greatest presenter in the world. He wasn't polished. What he had was a bit of character, though, and what you're seeing at the moment is not a lot of character on the NFL coverage. So, yeah, it's it's really sad, and um, he'll be he'll be missed. He he definitely will. I th- I think they've they've tried to make a bit of a change and make it a bit more. Probably a bit more serious um, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I'm it's, gonna, I'm it's gonna... not. A, it's not a good thing, Matt. I don't think. I think what Dougie says is exactly right. It was what Kev brought to the show was you know a bit of personality and a bit of character, and he had that in spades. And I think it's it's lacking a little bit of that coverage. I, 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 it was never really discussed at the time why he moved on from Sky or why Sky moved on from him. Um, but I think the the programming did lose a little something when Kev wasn't there. I even enjoyed it when he was doing the basketball coverage when, um, when Sky had it for, I think that year that they had it. Um, and it was just a big presence. I, I always loved what they did on the Thanksgiving shows as well, where they had like Cecil Martin in with the massive Turkey and they, they tucked into that as the show was going. Yeah, and, yeah. and and like, like Doug says, he wasn't polished. Um, you know, he wasn't a, obviously a classically trained presenter, but, he was. He was still. He just didn't a, pretend to be. No, though, did exactly. he? He, he. It didn't matter. It was about his enthusiasm. Um, yeah, he genuinely I, loved it as well. It was. It was. It was really infectious. I think it was part of my not second coming to the NFL. I mean, I, I got into it the sort of end end of the eighties, early nineties, um, and didn't completely turn my back on it, but didn't probably watch it that much towards the end of the decade, and then got back into it with him and as Dougie says with with Nick and people like Mike Carlson and it just seemed at that that time sort of end of the 90s early 2000s it sort of felt a bit private like you would be before social media took over and before we had game pass and everything else there'd be Kevin his studio and he'd read out they'd read out emails um, and that would be the only communication you'd have and it would feel a bit like it was just it was just for you it felt it felt like that, and that's sort of gone away a bit with social media and Game Pass. People watching it in different ways. Um, yeah, the era probably had already ended, but you know, ultimately, ultimately, it's really really sad that he's he's gone. Uh, I'm gonna gonna miss the big guy. To a generation of NFL fans, he was the NFL. Yeah, As absolutely. Said, the 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 way we consume it now is completely different, and these youngins they'll never know. They'll never know what it was like to get you one game a week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, well, we're the long snapper podcast, aren't we? We're not, we're not going to, um, be able to do justice to him, um, with our tributes. I just thought we should, we'd, well, we, you can't ignore it. Um, just had to, to say a couple of things. Um, I think there's going to be something at, Twickenham this Sunday. I'm not sure what they're they're going to do exactly, um, but um, hopefully it will be something appropriate before the the Cardinals Rams game. Uh, that this is the only time it's acceptable, by the way, for us to mention that game. Um, I should point out. <laughs> yeah, all right. He tweeted us a week ago. He did after he was asked a question on Twitter about who about whether somebody deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, and I tweeted him back and said, "No, but you do, Kev." And uh, he tweeted back and said, oh, yeah, I'm just getting fitted up for my yellow jacket now. So hopefully, wherever he is, he'll be getting He is jacket. doing that. Yeah, fucking right. That's Rest in peace, he... my man. 
as far as he's as far as we're concerned, he should be in there. Uh, so um, we promised you nonsense and drivel, so uh, that's what we're we're going to return to. Uh, week six is done, and uh, we we don't have a six and O team. Um, I'm afraid. So that's about probably seems as good a place to start as any. Um, and Alex Smith is just bang average, right, Doug? Always, always thought that. What did I say? <laughs> I mean, I, you guys give me a lot of stick for my for my negative outlook sometimes, and I'm I'm trying to adjust that. But everything that I said last week, everything to the letter happened in that game. Did you not say that you thought Big Ben would go and get like 700 yards or something? He didn't quite manage that. No, he got half that. But what I did <laughs> say was that teams who leave too many third downs come unstuck against good defences. And we leave too many third downs. We don't make enough yards on first down. We don't make enough yards on second down. And before you know it, the game's passed you by. In a, what do you in think a, it was? In a hail of six-minute drives that lead to missed field goals. Why do you reckon it was? Because it just seemed like I, I, I don't think Smith played terribly in the game. From what I saw, he had you know he only managed I think eight yards less than Roethlisberger did. He didn't throw an interception. Was it the play calling that had reverted back to to type, or you know they, they didn't really get the run going? Was that anything to do with it? What what was wrong? I'd, I'd, I'd literally think it's down to the simple fact that Pittsburgh's defense had a game plan that was better than our offensive game plan. And they always seem to, don't they? Yeah, but they know what the Chiefs are about. They they know exactly what the Chiefs are about. It's a West Coast offense. Yeah. And if you keep everything underneath and you just give them the give them the out routes and the and the two or three yard runs, sooner or later those third downs don't get converted. And if you're every three plays facing third and six, you're sooner or later you're not going to convert it. And and the Steelers just kept kept that pressure on and they and they to be honest turned our offensive line into a bit of a set of turnstiles to be honest i i would my take on it was that the pittsburgh defense was absolutely outstanding in that game um and mark as you as you point out they've they've done that before in arrowhead sort of last last couple of years yeah they Um, seem to have got their number there don't they but i i don't i wouldn't be I certainly wouldn't be panicking if I was a Chiefs fan. I, you know, Alex Smith had probably an off day. I would say he he missed he missed some throws that he wasn't missing in recent weeks. Um, so maybe some yeah maybe some of it's on him. I'm I'm still saying he's above an above average quarterback. I've not changed my opinion I'm, there. I'm, I'm not panicking in any way, but I fully expect us to lose in the playoffs early. We'll probably get a bye. We'll probably get a bye because we are a decent team, but we'll get we'll come up against a team of a solid defense, and they'll find us out. Probably the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, probably the Steelers or the Broncos. Maybe I'll be. If they get there, or I don't know who else is a good defense. The Jets. <laughs> Jeez, if the Jets are in the playoffs, I'm I'm stopping doing this podcast ever again because <laughs> there's something wrong with the world. But I, I mean, there'll be Craig Craig on his own. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not forget the- though that it was a fluke play that settled the game. It was, and for all of the Steelers' dominance, they didn't, they didn't stretch the lead, did they? They never put the game to bed. That's why we went. That's to the because fourth. the Chiefs' defense is so strong. Yeah, yeah. it's difficult and, for them uh, to do that. You know, you you got to be in it to win it, and the Chiefs were until a freak play, which could easily have been an interception. 
and would have. And, and, you're talking our, about the Antonio Brown reception yeah. that was, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, a lot of this come down to the fact that this was was this the first game where Le'Veon Bell worked out how to run this year. He seemed to be unstable. There's no way to stop him this this in this game. 179 yards and a touchdown. He was, he was amazing. Well, that was where they did have success. I I I love watching that guy run. He just does it differently to anybody else. It just seems to it seems to be slow motion. It's just something brilliant to watch. Yeah, I got, with, with with Pittsburgh, if you get those guys all working, and it seems like with Bell and Brown, you you know what you're going to get on a week by week basis. All the Pittsburgh seem to do is if if they can get. Big Ben serviceable through through a game, and he doesn't manage to chuck it away too many times. They're always going to have a decent chance to win, and if that defense starts firing, um, which it did in this game, then they're they're going to be tough to stop just because of those weapons outside of those guys. I don't think they've got a huge amount, but if they can, you know, if they can keep those two healthy, upright, and Big Ben doesn't fuck it up, they'll probably be all right. Not not all is well with their receivers. Um, Antonio Brown threw that tantrum last week. Um, Bryant wants to leave. He's requested a trade. So, yeah, I don't, I... but who else they got? It's what Bryant and Smith Schuster, um, yeah, the rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vance Vance McDonald. They've there's not a huge amount else there, but you know, it... Martavius Bryant three receptions for 27 yards. Um, one of which was um, two receptions sorry, for 27 yards. Didn't didn't do a huge amount in the game, but he's not yeah, Antonio all... Brown, is he? So what's he going to what does he want? Was all on the ground for them. I th- was expecting a bit more from Connor, but they just Bell was running so well. They just just kept going with him. Um, yeah. Another, well, other than other than the Chiefs, another high flying team to suffer a setback, and this was more than just a minor one. Was uh, poor old Green Bay um, a defeat in Minneapolis? But much more important than that, Aaron Rodgers done for the season. He's going to have surgery on that broken collarbone. Um, does this just end their season or is this an opportunity for, for Brett Hundley? No, they're done. They are done. Um, there's the, the Packers are so injured, so injured across the board. Um, they had guys in their offensive line that were third or fourth string in this game and they, they keep it together because of the quarterback being Aaron Rodgers if the quarterback is almost other than Tom Brady, if there's almost anybody else in the league, they aren't, they don't do anywhere near as well. The fact that they're now going with Hundley or whatever his name is. Um, I, I can't see any way that they make the playoffs this year. I think they've got too many injury problems in their squad to that. You can't cover it up now with having the best quarterback in the league. Um, with that person gone, all those flaws are exposed far more. And I think they are, I can't see any way they make the playoffs. A week isn't very long in the NFL, is it? If you think about what we were saying, yeah. saying last week about how strong they're looking. Yeah. They're just, I mean, like I said, when I'm watching the game and they were listing off some of the players that were injured and some of the guys that they had coming in, filling in the holes for the injured players that they had when you had Ty Montgomery hobbling off at one stage and um, down to the lines, it's the trenches where they're so injured, but they are, they, they're getting away with it because of, because they've got Rogers without him. They don't get away with it. I don't think I can't see, I can't see any way they make the playoffs without him. I don't know. I quite like Brett, haven't they? From what I've seen. 
He's no Matt Flynn, Doug. Come on. He's not. <laughs> but let's. Um, he's he's done really well in pre seasons. Um, and he looked decent. He did, uh, He threw three interceptions. Yeah, but. 157 yards and three interceptions. But mate, if that was into... anybody else, if that was anybody else, we'd be saying that they were cack. And well, we've said stuff like that to those kind of stats for other people. I just think it's di- fair enough. He can do it in preseason, but yeah, Adam could do it in preseason. But it's difficult. In the NFL. Yeah, but he wouldn't have come into that no, game with, with any pre-season. preparation, would he? He comes in cold off the bench, and I think the precedent for quarterbacks to come replacing injured. Love to know what the stats are for quarterbacks coming off the bench replacing injured quarterbacks. What they're what their statistics are like. But if you look at Case Keenum, he came in, he had a mare and then has gone on to do stuff this year. Um, but, and that, but that's behind a fully fit offensive line. If he is, hasn't got that, is, which he but, hasn't at the moment, then I, got, I, he's got weapons. He's got weapons and he's got a platform. It's not like you're Deshaun Kaiser coming in behind basically five fat guys from the pub, is it? <laughs> well, it's getting that way. If they've got third or fourth string guys in their offensive line, it's not a million miles away from five. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, five not, I'm not suggesting they might win the Super Bowl, but I, I think they'll be competitive for the rest of the season. And I think it may be a case of, I really like the look of this guy. I think he throws a nice pass. I think he he's athletic. He he looks like he's in control. I mean, yes, he threw three interceptions, but that that's a really good defense he's playing against. And he's coming on no preparation. So... Give him a week to prepare. Let's let's judge him on next week's performance. Let's not throw him under the bus this week. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. I think that's a good point. Um, who've they got next? I can't remember. Uh, the Saints. They've got right. Okay. Well, that I mean, that's that's a good enough. That's that's a, an interesting defense to to test yourself out against. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I'm sort of in the middle of of you two on this I think we well we need to see more of more of him um, well that's not in the middle that's the exactly qu- what I'm saying <laughs> well okay <laughs> I'm in the middle because I don't want to agree with Dougie but I'll say exactly what he said <laughs> okay fine I think um, that it will and unless they get fit I think that they will struggle um, they might win the odd game if they've got a favourable schedule but I can't see them winning too too many more I mean, you, you take you take Rogers out of any team, and they're gonna struggle big time. You take him, you take him out of a team that was that was riddled with injuries anyway. Um, yeah, I, I let's, ju- let's judge him on next week. Fair enough. We'll uh, yes. we'll park that one. Um, maybe the favourite in the NFC could now be Philadelphia. Um, Thursday night football seems a long time ago, but another good performance from them on the road. In Carolina, are they are they the top prospect for the Super Bowl from that conference? Well, from that conference, yes. <laughs> well, some, somebody's got to come out of there. Pretty shit conference, isn't it? But um, <laughs> Carson Wentz, where we all stood on Carson Wentz last year when he was throwing interceptions all over the place and couldn't get the offense working. Everyone was saying this guy's rubbish. He's a bust, you know. And all of a sudden. Every analyst in the country, in the world, is saying that oh, he's he's the future of the franchise. You know, he's had he's had five good games, and it, all of a sudden he's he's anointed. Um, but <laughs> he does look great. There is no denying that. Um, and it, it's a little bit of a lesson, isn't it? In that, a lot of times these quarterbacks are just they're given three or four games, and if they don't perform, they're out. Look at Kaiser. Yeah. What? What? 
Don't get me started on the Kaiser decision. What a ridiculous call by by um, it's, it's the head coach. That's yeah, mental. Absolutely crazy. Um, Why'd you even put him in in the first place if yeah. he's not ready? It's a fucking joke. He's grown into that position, and Bowl, you know, we said it last week. He he looks decent, and um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're they've got to be favourites. They're beating everyone they play, so except the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, um, they the other guys have stepped up around him. As well, we said we said last week. I think that you know, the pe- people like Zach Ertz, um, Nelson Aguilar, who weren't weren't prolific a year ago, suddenly are, and it's and they've got a defense. I, what I don't think we really talked about is Jim Swartz. Um, he seems to whatever you think of that man, um, he didn't make it as a head coach, but he can that, coordinate that, a defense. That guy can coach a D. No <laughs> question yeah. of that. Um, and they're they're always going to be hungry uh, under that under that guy. Um, last year's NFC team in the Super Bowl Atlanta. Um, yeah, I don't want to dwell on this uh, for their sake, but they they blew another big lead, seventeen points uh, against the Dolphins. That for me, well, easily the shock of the week uh, in my book. Um, was it some strange magic from Jay Cutler, or we do Atlanta have some major issues? Magic and They're Jay Cutler well. aren't things that go hand in hand, are they? they yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. There's something seems to be wrong with Atlanta, and if it's if it's the fact that um, Shanahan isn't there anymore, um, is clearly a big a big factor in it. Um, they're not running the ball as well. Um, all, all doesn't seem well there offensively. You know, they weren't a world beater defensively last year. Um, but to lose at home to the Bills and the Dolphins in consecutive games, there's clearly something not quite right. Whether it's anything to do with the, mo- the change of stadium, I don't know. But there are, um, yeah, I think they're struggling. They're not playing for even considering that they've still got a winning record. Um, I don't think they're playing well at all. And uh, Miami, um, what do we think about? I mean, they they don't have a losing record now. I don't. Um, it's like, I mean, it, the, the the NFL blows my mind, and how you can go from um, getting pumped off the Jets, managing to not score at Wembley against the Saints, and then going and beating a team that in the Titans at the time, where everyone thought were playing pretty well, um, and then winning away. At yeah, but Atlanta. it was Matt Castle. Well, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But then to continue that, I, I can't believe a single person on earth predicted the Dolphins to go in and win in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, fair play to them. <laughs> they, they didn't look terrible. Cutler's managing the game. And I think a big key for this one was JJ finally getting going. Managing 130 yards. He looked decent. Where's um, he John, come from? Uh, I, I, he, I don't know where he's born. I've no idea. Yeah, I should look that up at some yeah. point. Yeah, it's not it's never been spoken about. Um and Jarvis Landra I thought looked looked decent for the first time in a while. So um yeah, who knows? Maybe they're they're compensating for Cutler managing the game a little bit and they're beginning to find their feet. Um but how to go from a couple of weeks ago, they were the team that couldn't do anything offensively to now winning Atlanta, just I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. As as for the Falcons, they go to New England this week. And doesn't everything always come up rosy for the bloody Patriots? Can can somebody explain to me how that touchdown for Austin Safarian Jenkins was taken off the board? 
I can't. It's unfathomable. It, I mean, but it, it's like the um, it, it's like the Todd Gurley one the week before for Seattle uh, for the Rams against Seattle. Yeah, I I, I watched that. That that play directly cost me a win against Craig. And uh, as we know, that's after desperate. a lot of bold talk on last week's pod, I might say <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bold talk. <laughs> uh, I, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's got him angry now. <laughs> no, I mean, you've got a hundred cameras, a control center in New York, twenty-five referees on every pitch, and they still make both like they still get it wrong. Yeah, but, and haven't haven't like the v, the VP of officiating has come out retrospectively saying, "Oh no, the call was right." I cannot understand how anybody thinks he even fumbled that ball. The only call that was right was the original one on the field Correct. that said touchdown. touchdown. Uh, how? He, because the guy, fair enough, he might, it goes out of his hands, but at no point does he lose control of the ball when he's finishing the play and it, the ball never hits the deck. So it, are we now saying that when a quarterback chucks it and it's not in his hand, that's now a fumble? It's bollocks because it, the, it, it was ridiculous and it smacks <laughs> of Patriots favoritism. It fucks me off. Because there is nowhere on earth that was not a touchdown. I, I can't remember if I actually tweeted something in there. There's something I noticed before, I think it was before that incident. Uh, it was a previous Patriots touchdown. And there was a debate between the officials. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. It was a touchdown. Fine. And But Tom Brady was involved in like the huddle of officials. Yeah. And they, he was like part of the conversation. Tom Brady and three officials. And they sort of split and were, and the first person, to signal touchdown was Tom Brady. He came out of that little meeting on Flab, stuck both his arms in the air. I thought, you absolute prick. And then, so, yeah, who's, who's know, making the what, what happens next? Uh, yeah, this this ludicrous call. I mean, I I just, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the the rule about the, the touchback, but it's not even about that. It's just, it was just, it was a touchdown. Correct. It was just a touchdown and All it day ruined one of the best games of the week really did. Um, Craig is in St. Lucia at the moment and he, well, he might even pop on like he did last week. He made some bold claim that coming to his hotel room and talking to us was somehow better than being on the beach. Uh, but his, his ears must be burning. And if he's, if he's not going to come on about this now, he, you will hear from him at, at some point. I have, I have no doubt. I mean, I don't know how I would hold my shit together if that was my team that that happened to. Unbelievable. It's just it's there's something like this though that seems to happen with the Patriots so often. You can see why. Can and I'm not one for conspiracy theories and favoritism bias and all that, but you can see why people think it because it happens too frequently, especially with a team and the Patriots that are clearly not firing on all cylinders at the moment but fuck me and people like like the nfl going out of their way to make sure that they win that bloody league fuck's sake fergie time baby (laughs) yeah exactly i've had that my entire life and that's and that's why you know you don't i'm just uh, it's annoying as a fan of another team in in, in the, the division where the, the Patriots are, that they do seem to get so many favourable calls. Um, 
and but th- there's been and there's been a lot made of it. But my God, that was it was completely and utterly unf- unfathomable how that wasn't given as a touchdown. Yeah, I could I could watch it a thousand times since then, and I would still think it's that it still should be a, a touchdown. Don't know, fuckers. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement. Also, if, if uh, Matthew Sherry from the editor of Gridiron, who I, this is completely made up, but I think he probably named his baby son Tom Brady. Um, he would bleed Patriots, and he said it wasn't a. He said it wasn't a touch. Sorry, he said it was a touchdown. Um, I'm sorry. Are you telling me that he named his baby son Tom Brady? I probably have made that up. Um, I don't know what his his son was called. Um, Jesus Christ! Before, <laughs> I was just sort of paint a picture of how how much of a Patriots Patriots fan he is. And what, and what did he say? That, what did he do for a for a living? Oh, no, he 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 was just on their on their podcast, um, you know, saying it was a touchdown. The, the call's absolutely ridiculous and. It's odd to hear hear that come out of his mouth, but that just shows you know, underlines if we needed it underlining. Um, yeah. Obviously, Dougie, Patriots fan as well, said the same they, thing. Well, they are his second team, so you notice he's been yeah. quite... <laughs> <laughs> I, I agreed with you that it wasn't a touchdown. That it wasn't exactly. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe. That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, I made the same one. Maybe that's what happened in the official official's uh, little meeting. Um, before we move on from the games, can I can I talk about the t- Titans? If you Please. must, go for it. Um, this is where everyone, if you if you need to go and make a cup of tea or anything, go and do it now. Don't don't switch off. Just go and make a tea. By the time you come back, it'll just be finishing. <laughs> I'm gonna put some comfortable shorts on. Things <laughs> Doug likes. Um, blue blue tack that you can. You, yeah, uh, that's that's just another show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the. 19-9 down early in the third quarter after a horrible pick six. It looked like a very ugly night for the Titans. And Marcus, how how good is that guy? Um, he was literally on one leg. He couldn't walk, let alone run. Uh, but he was still a better prospect in the game than Matt Castle. Um, he just he made all the throws in the pocket and he won that game Um uh, as somebody who's been pigeonholed as a guy who can run around a bit, he makes plays with his legs. He, he, he didn't have any legs, and he was making plays by throwing the ball from the pocket um, as if as if I didn't <laughs> need to know that he could do that. Um, I don't think the Titans are ready for a deep playoff run. Um, there's some coaching issues. They're not consistent. Um, but that just underlined how good Marcus is going to be, and it it warmed my heart, if you couldn't tell. I was uh, a bit excited about four o'clock this morning and I need to apologise to my, my family for making a bit of noise, having promised that I wouldn't, having done the same thing in the past. Uh, but we'll move on. Um, that'll do. Hopefully so, and... Whatever. Um, on to some, some other news. Um, Navarro Bow Navarro Bowman. That's that linebacker off the 49ers. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he, he, he keeps getting injured. He's uh, He's been released by the 49ers, but immediately picked up. Well, someone, if he wasn't going to be immediately picked up, there was something wrong. Uh, he's gone all the way, all the way to San Francisco, basically from down wherever they play to uh, the Raiders. 
Um, he would improve almost any team. He's going to improve their defence, isn't he? Well, if you listen to the reports, he's on the slide, so maybe not. Um, big salary commitment. He's signed a one-year deal, so they've effectively got a 10-game tryout for him. Yeah, um, I mean, that's sensible, given his injury record. And then he'll hit free agency next year and go and join the Patriots. Yeah. And this he'll be just... the best linebacker that's ever played the yeah, game. And, and never even a stubbed toe. This is just what the um, what the Raiders do, isn't it? They pick up guys like this regularly. Some work out, some don't. Um, personally, oh, I think he's still. Yeah, uh, personally, I think he's still got something to offer. Um, but it will all come down to if he can actually manage to be on the field. Um, I don't know. There's we didn't we haven't talked about it, but it's clearly something not quite right with the Raiders as well at the moment. I, I don't see this being the thing that makes all the difference to them, but it. Yeah, it probably can't hurt if he's um, if he's fit. So maybe we should chat quickly about the Raiders. Um, their game didn't really come up, but yeah, it's a bit worrying for them. I mean, Derek, Derek Carr's been injured for a couple of weeks, but he was back. Um, and he was back and he was crap. He didn't look fit. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't see much of that, that game. I was watching the, the Chiefs Steelers in the, that late slot, but... Yeah, I mean, may- maybe that's a big part of it. Um, but there seem to be other issues there. But... Yeah, but I think the run, especially for them, Marshawn Lynch doesn't look overly happy. He's not getting the the amount of touches that he's used to getting. Um, and so I think he's struggling to get going a little bit. Um, I don't know, they've just gone from the team that looked in the in the first bit of the season to be, you know, blowing everybody away. Um, to now all of a sudden looking looking pretty vulnerable and at, at two and four, and I know a lot of that was because Carl was out. Um, but at two and four, I think a lot of people thought there were a good few teams coming out of the AFC West. I'm not so sure that's going to be the case anymore. Yeah, and I didn't didn't like what we saw from the Broncos on Sunday night. Uh, the couldn't get anything going against against the Giants. Um, no, the biggest talk of that game was probably Al Michaels's gaff, um, which. Hopefully. Was this a gaff though? Was it a gaff? I know it's so much. It's it's a stupid amount that's being made of it, but people are so quick to be offended these days. I mean, Christ alive! Trial by Twitter. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Lighten the fuck up when it comes Quite to people right. saying stuff like that. I mean, it, it's very different from like Katie Hopkins saying that um, she's used, uh, you know, she's had to use her body to get where she's got. It's like. No one cares about that because you're just being a dick, Katie Hopkins. But Al Michaels saying that is just trying to be funny. Got it wrong, like lighten up. But did he get it wrong? I thought it was quite funny. Couldn't couldn't agree more. I don't. I mean, yeah, it might have not have been the cleverest thing to say. But does Al Michaels make want to make light of people who've been raped and sexually assaulted? Of course he does. Of course he doesn't. He's a no. he's a broadcaster who's in the booth for three hours every Sunday night, most of what he says is unscripted. Um, come on. I mean, and also, I think they had had a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just laughed at the joke. Exactly. Um, Cause I'm, it was I'm funny. Twitter backlash now. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, uh, come at me at AD Foxcroft. Um, <laughs> it was the same with James Corden. He made a couple of jokes about it. Some awards thing that he was talking about and the Twitter backlash he's received has been insane. Everyone's saying, you know, it's he's an insufferable cunt, though, isn't he? Oh, he is. Yeah, no doubt about it. But still, what the stuff that he was saying again, it's not like he is going out of his way to make light of people that have been 
sexually assaulted. Of course he's not. He was making I a wish joke. Wish somebody had sexually assaulted him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With broom are you chucking your hat in the ring for that? <laughs> Enough about Dougie's sexual desires. Um, that, that's in our new regular feature of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dougie's sexual assault. No, 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 no. We're not having that as a regular section of the show. I'm not cool with that. I'm not making a jingle up saying Dougie's sexual assault at the end of it. That's not going to work. You could like throw lots of clips together of you sexually assaulting people, and then like yeah. oh, they go ooh wee at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Right, so like right up the batter. The Logstapper <laughs> podcast does not condone sexual assaults um, in any way. In any, in any way, way. raping and a drugging. Um, oh dear, we are going to a dark place if we're not careful. Yeah. Um, we're, on, we're on a watch list somewhere, aren't we? <laughs> Here, here's a here's a little thought though. If if that hadn't been Al Michaels that had said that, and it had been the CBS fifth commentator, would he still have his job? Well, no one had been listening, so probably. <laughs> Because the only pl- yeah. the only place those guys get watched is sports bars. Red red zone, red zone. Occasionally, you'll get the you'll get clips, and then there'll be someone else, and you you won't even know what their names are. Yeah, I just think they should just everyone should just chill the fuck out. America in general, right? Just the whole like country, that. just to do us a favor, just chill out. Everyone, just chill out. Yeah. America, lighten up. Especially that stupid orange Funkle Gibbon that's in the White House. He can chill out a bit. No, but he's too busy inventing words, Doug. Do you hear this this like week? Uncle Gibbon. Well, yeah. No, do you hear this week that he tried to claim that he'd invented the word fake? <laughs> <laughs> Genuine thing. There's a, there's a video clip of him saying, oh, it's this, this word that I've used that I think is great called fake. I know that other people have, may have used it in the past, but I've never really heard it. Brilliant. <laughs> Trying to claim he's invented the have word you, fake. Have you seen the video of him where he, um, there's a video going, it's, it starts off saying Donald Trump is... Um, great at a lot of things and then it's basically it's like a 10 minute video of just donald trump saying that he's great at this and we're great at that and i'm great at this <laughs> I, may, I might be the best at this that no, no, no so it's not i'm great it's nobody likes nobody does this better than me or nobody you know so nobody's a bigger supporter of the arts than me nobody's a bigger nobody loves gay people as much as me he, he is <laughs> he's a proper insufferable cunt that guy Wow, well, it's a rabbit hole. Just an, another piece of news that is is probably linked to Trump indirectly. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is trying to sue the owners of the NFL. I, I mean, I don't know, don't know where this is going to end up. Really, it's going to uh, end up with Colin Kaepernick losing and then never getting yeah, another just, quarterback job ever. Like, why would you do it? It's yeah. one way to really, really just piss off all those guys that you've already pissed off well i think it's now it's now quite clear that there has been there has been collusion yeah i mean it's obvious because there's too many positions that have been filled by him aren't there yeah could you imagine this whole situation with him actually still relevant because i mean i mean the packers would be better with him probably we don't know about hunley the the colts would be better off the Titans would have been better off when Mariota went down. The Raiders would have been that whole host, a whole litter of teams would have been better with Colin Kaepernick as their quarterback. But the second he steps foot onto an American football field now, it's become it's toxic, hasn't it? Far, far too toxic. He's 
don't think he's ever going to play a snap ever again, which is is a real shame. But, it's a shame yeah. that there's no owners with a set of bollocks that will actually just go. Do you know what? No, I agree with this fella. You know, I want to help. My, I want to help my team win. Yeah. Well, if there was one team that might do something like that, perhaps it was. It could be Green Bay. Um, if if Hunley doesn't work out, um, mind you, the timing of this this lawsuit might just be the worst. But um, given that their fan ownership and everything else, possibly, and it's a small enough market for him where well, he could go potentially under the radar a little bit. How good would the read option it's be? Not going to be under the radar anywhere. With him and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me that the Jags would be a worse team with him than they are with um, with Blake Fax. If, if, <laughs> if they actually had, if they could run a read, off, read option offence, I think the Jags would be pretty much unstoppable. Blake Bortles has never lost his starting job to Colin Kaepernick. There's a Blake Bortles <laughs> fact. Yeah. I mean, you look at the teams, just like, like scanning through them quickly, the amount of teams that would be significantly better with him in them. Um, 49ers, Buccaneers now with Winston possibly down for a little while. There's a good, um, there's a good shout for him. Um, you can't tell me. I mean, even questionably, even the Bears would be a better team with him in. The Packers is someone you're looking at. The Giants, possibly, arguably, with Eli struggling. There's the so Dolphins. many teams. Dolphins, Jets. Um, I just realised I missed the Bears off the running order. We're going to talk about them. Don't worry Bones about it. Who cares? They the Bears. I mean, yeah. fuck me. The Cleveland Browns. Well, I How said that, that in preseason, mate. You did, yeah. How could that Browns guy not get signed, a job there? If the Cleveland Browns had have signed Colin Kaepernick, Adrian Peterson, um, <laughs> who, who's been who's free agent? Uh, Nelson Aguilar was he a free agent? There was, well, there was numerous, wasn't there? Uh, there the, was... the Bears guy. The Bears guy. The, uh, oh, uh... Alshon Jeffrey. Oh yeah, they're relevant. But they didn't yeah. sign any of them, and they're shit. <laughs> shall we? Shall we move on? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's the positive podcast this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now it's time for our world famous one take one sentence previews. Drag yourselves in. Stick the usual music on. Oh yes. And uh, one take. You ready, gents? Born ready, mate. Here comes the beat. <laughs> Kansas City at Oakland Kansas City need to ride the ship but so do the Raiders this could be a draw Arizona at LA Rams Tampa Bay at Buffalo will the Bills manage any offence this week two average teams who need bounce back wins Baltimore at Minnesota it's the Purple Bowl Jacksonville at Indianapolis. This is a surprisingly fun matchup for the first time in about 460 years. New York Jets at Miami. I can't decide if either of these teams are any good, or if I even care. Tennessee at Cleveland. Just get the job done, Titans. Four and three into the bye week would do nicely. That's unbiased. Carolina at Chicago. Chicago playing better than most expected, but surely this comes down to whether Carolina can stop the run. New Orleans at Green Bay. How will the pack react, especially against the league's hottest D? Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Bruising clash with two solid Ds. Big keys if Big Ben can manage to not fuck it up. Denver at LA Chargers. I have absolutely no interest in this game whatsoever. Dallas at San Francisco. It's Aikman and Irvin up against Young and Rice. 
Can't wait. It's still 1994, right? Seattle at New York Giants. The resurgent Giants look good this week. The Hawks need some offense. Atlanta at New England. 28-3. Give us a break. I'd love it if the Falcons got revenge. Love it. Washington at Philadelphia. Can Kirk Cousins continue to light it up and knock those flying eagles off their perch? For the sake of my fancy team, let's hope so. Did we just do that in one oh. take? That might be the first ever, isn't it? That, that no is way. literally the first time ever. <laughs> well done, boys. Well oh, done. Shit. I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sit right. Oh, well, Mark, you uh, nicely segued us onto fantasy. Should we, should we get into that? And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we just uh, get on to the elephant in the room? Trade gates. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, you're, what you're referring to there, what you're referring to there, Adam, is the single most ridiculous NFL fantasy trade in the history of NFL fantasy football. <laughs> I, I mean, we we had a chat on WhatsApp yesterday, didn't we, about this? And then, um, obviously, it gets submitted online. And then I had a message from Rich Noonan this morning, um, which um, it's just, it was a, just a picture of the trade, like a screenshot of his, his phone. Then three laughing emojis, one eyes on stick emojis. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, if I'm not one that's going to call anyone's integrity into question here, but well, I'll this, do it if you don't. No, there's you, there's you no on. question you, you of go. integrity because the whole transaction was conducted on Twitter, so it was out in the open. Yeah, but there could have been collusion behind the scenes. Let's let's make this look good, Mister Fumbledore. Let's stick it on Twitter, and it'll look it'll look perfectly fine. This is the most ridiculous but trade. Let, let's, in, let's ever. What, let's, let's talk about the details of this. So, okay, so the details of this trade are that I traded the number one fantasy player overall. For a receiver who's been struggling. Mm. Now, that, they're, they're the facts. <laughs> the that, number that, one fantasy player we're going back overall. We're to Trump here with the facts, aren't we, I think? The number one fantasy player overall. By one point. Deshaun Watson. By for a point. player who isn't even on the first page when you click all players on an NFL fantasy. But he is the, depends he is how the you high, sort the list, yeah. surely. He is the highest scoring wide receiver in the game. Well Ah <laughs> There is that. So so I've I've <laughs> traded the number one scoring player in fantasy for the number one scoring receiver. Now Fumbledore's team is He was Bobby's. drunk, right, throughout that whole exchange. He must he he's got he's been on a massive bender, surely. Yeah. What, and it's what, what's he thinking? Yeah, and especially you would trade that if it means that the quarterbacks that you're swapping means that uh, that he has to play. Is it Goff you've had in? Yeah, I got Goff in the deal as well. Yeah, so just so j- let's just clear it up. I traded the Sean Watson for Antonio Brown and Jared Goff. Yeah, now that kind of makes sense. Well, no, it doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form at all. But you look at your team and you think, right, where's his holes? And you, bless you, you haven't got that many. You've got a decent squad there. So the one thing you don't do is fill your one hole 
with the highest scoring person in that position in the entire game. You don't do it. And it's yeah, not you though, do, baby. And it's not as though you're thinking <laughs> to yourself. It's not as though you're thinking to yourself, oh, but that's fine because I'm taking away his, his stud quarterback and he's going to be crap because you've got Cam fucking Newton there as well. I, okay. The most stupid thing I've ever seen. You were looking at having to roll with Jaron Brown as your other wide receiver, but you've now got a starting a lineup of Newton, Fournette, Thielen, Brown, Jay I mean, it's, and you've got Ingram and Peterson on your fucking bench. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. This, and, this sorry, what you're looking at, boys. should be booted out of the league for being incompetent. What you're looking right. at, boys. Listen, listen, no, 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 listen, no, listen to me to for a moment. Listen to me. What you're looking at is a masterclass in roster building. Because go back to week three of the season, I scored 45 points. <laughs> I picked up Cameron Brait. I've picked up Deshaun Watson. I've picked up, who else have I picked up? Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram. They were all there. Any of you could have had them. I've picked them up. Yeah, and so you've got one hole left, and thank God someone's come along nicely to fill that for you. Does, does Fumpador exist as a person, or is he just is this just another Twitter account that Doug's signed up? <laughs> yeah, well, is he an actual it. person? Yeah, I, we, I, no, no one's yeah. ever seen them in the same room. He, he hasn't been on the project. Can we, get, we need to get him on. He needs to come on next week and, well, prove that he's a real person and not just like... Rob, Rob, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. Thanks for listening, but my God, there's rolls of the dice, and then there is just bending over. And Deshaun Watson could, yeah, fair enough, he's the top QB at the moment by a point, but he's still playing in Houston. Top player, that, top player. Yeah, all right, by a point. Well, that guy, that guy could go south at any stage. He's a rookie, and <laughs> I've never known anything like it in my whole life. <laughs> I am loving it. I'm still only I, three I, and three, but I mean, I beat a I, five I and I mean, zero team that, this week. So with that, with that team, Doug, uh, in, I mean, you've got you've got the positions now filled, even on your bench, to cover your bye weeks quite comfortably. I, you know, genuinely wouldn't surprise me if you don't lose another game. Wouldn't surprise me either, to be honest. No. I probably won't um, mention it. The listeners <laughs> yeah. need to know. The listeners you- have to know that Doug in the last two or three minutes has looked the happiest I've ever seen him. <laughs> smug. smug. Like, pro- properly ecstatic about this. Smug is the word. <laughs> the, the, the annoying thing will be for, will, will be for um, Fumbledore is that I've been eyeing up Antonio Brown and thinking, what will it take to get him? And I was prepared to give up a lot more. Yeah. And it, does he even get that Deshaun Watson's on a bye this week? No. <laughs> so why would you make the trade this week? Do it next week. I mean... Rob, if you exist... Um, shame on you. Shame, well, I'm, I'm kind of sorry. I'm sorry you've got to listen to this, um, but we, we, need to, we need to hear from you. you need, we need to get you on the... I get that there are there, there there are times you've got to take a bit of a punt and hope for the best. In in my league of record that I'm in with Doug, I've done something similar um, within the last week. I I traded away McCoy and um, Lashawn McCoy and Gronk, but for Kirk Cousins, 
for for Kirk Cousins and um, Julio Jones. Don't forget. And that was, you know, that's based on the fact that I was rolling with Big Ben, who was scoring like minus points every game. And I had a massive hole at wide receiver. Plus, I had Adrian Peterson sat on my bench that I'd stashed for a, a couple of weeks just on the off chance he might get a start. He happened to get a start somewhere else. So I got a bit lucky, but I had cover. So it was worth it. I see no justification for this trade at all. I've got to hold my hands up to my part in making Dougie great again in me. Uh, dropping AP from my team about two days before his trade to the Cardinals. Madder, baby. Hashtag madder. Yeah. It's, um, a, sad, it's a sad day for the Long Snapper League. Any, any, any league where Doug gets to be as smug as he is right now is a sad place. And, and he's only as, three As three. is tradition in, in any league that, well, in my league of record, the, the winner of the first year's league competition gets to name the trophy anything they want. So I think, that's something, I think that's something we should um, heavily consider. I think we should, unless you win it. <laughs> Let's do, can we talk just quickly fantasy By stuff? By the way, we could 15 teams could quite happily change their name to anyone but Doug. Do it, baby. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell you, he won't be changing his name to anyone but Doug. <laughs> That'd be wrong. He'll be changing his name to, let's hope it is Doug. Oh, I, I love Doug. <laughs> um here you go, Doug. Here's the trophy. Call yourself that. Let's just come out of our own little bubble for a moment and talk about what do you do if you've lost Aaron Rodgers? You go and get Blake Bortles, Doug. You just oh, I. <laughs> you go and pick up Jared Goff, don't you? <laughs> Looking at his schedule. You could. You. I don't. <laughs> no, no. Who's who's got him? I can't think who's got him in our league. Uh, my opponent. <laughs> My opponent in a long snapper podcast, Jack. Oh, this, you, this is just, oh, we've got to move on. This. this is really upsetting. Oh, There's a lot of face farming going on. There's so much face farming. Oh, Russ, Russ Milsom as well. The uh, Norwich Partridges, they were, they've been trying every, every Monday I get a text from Russ saying, can I have one of your quarterbacks? No, you can't Russ. You've got to trade me. <laughs> And I was thinking I was going to let... They're um, doing all right. I was close. I was close to pulling the pin on um, Le'Veon Bell for Deshaun Watson. But then I realised I've got five running backs, so I don't need him. Hey, banter. <laughs> I'm moving is this there, on. Is, there any, way we can, is uh, there any way we can mute him, Adam? I'm, I'm sick of hearing it now. He's, he's got the buttons. That's the trouble. Gosh, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing Russ this week. Good luck, mate. I need it. I'm two and four. Give me a break, mate. You'll only need five points. His team is shocking. So is mine. So oh, that's let's a talk match survivor group. Anyone pick but Doug versus Come anyone on, but Doug. Even I can't carry on this this amount of uh, <laughs> gloating. Oh, well, you can. Uh, yeah, survivor can. quickly. Uh, let's let's just uh, touch on that. Uh, we've got two teams left of just teams. Well, people who've just won, lost one life each. So Viney and Rich Newnham are both five and one in Survivor. Uh, Viney had Washington uh, the weekend, and Rich had the Texans, which kind of goes against his tactic when I've played Survivor with him before, which uh, basically has been picking whoever's playing the 49ers each week. <laughs> so he obviously has a little <laughs> bit of faith in his team, um, although they keep losing by one point every week. Um, Pickham, I need to officially on air apologise to Viney for not mentioning that he was in the lead last week and missing that. 
so with that in mind, I'm going to point out that now Patrick Jackson is leading that table. Uh, so Viney, that will teach you to pick against the Titans and your own Steelers. Uh, you deserve to have lost the lead. <laughs> and that will probably do us for fantasy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben, Bill Benedict, Pat Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Fat Rob, Dettle Boy, Defensive Players of Idiot. That was one of the greatest 10 minutes of my life. I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we all need a bit of any other business after that. Um, who wants to have a moan? I'll get mine out of the way because I haven't got a moan, really. That was kind of, it's like a semi-moan, but not really a moan. Um, I, w- I was sat in my house over the weekend watching the Man United-Liverpool game. And it got me, th- I was, what, what, what terrible, terrible game of football. And it got me thinking that I was really fucked off with modern football. I'm struggling to enjoy it as much as I, as much as I used to. And there's still the odd game that's really good. And as much as it pains me to say it, watching Man City play at the moment is, is pretty entertaining. Um, but I, I found myself yearning for days when I used to love watching a game of football. And um, I'm talking about, you know, kind of early to mid nineties when it was just enjoyable and exciting and fun. Um, so I, um, I dug out, um, some other people who were, who were interested in the same thing. And I've discovered a podcast that's just been launched, um, in the last couple of weeks called the Nesson Dorma podcast. And it's basically looking at football in the nineties. Um, and it's talking about loads of old, old tournaments and old players and just reminiscing about the things that you missed about it and what was good about the game back then. I think the first episode, they look specifically, at Italia 90. Um, and it was, it was a really enjoyable listen for those like me that are, um, you know, just, uh, want to hark back to um an enjoyable era of football so if you're if you're interested in it the ness and dorma podcast um it was good i've also discovered this week that because i'm so sick of the apple apple podcast app and how they fuck that up um a new podcatcher called overcast and it's just simple and work so if you're if you're looking for something new there overcast is decent give it a go I, I, I would there's there's another one by the way just quickly sorry dougie uh, another one called quickly kevin a podcast hosted um, about nineties football as well, hosted by Josh Widdicombe. And I've heard about other. that. I've I've not listened to it yet, but I have I've heard about it. So, so yeah, that, I'll give that a go as well. Give that a go as well. Sorry, Doug. Yeah, I don't like podcasts by famous people. Podcasts are the common people's medium. Famous people should stay away from it. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no, on um, um, on Ness and Dorma, there was no famous people. So there was a, a Guardian journalist on it, but there was no um, no famous guys presenting it. It's um, it's actually Just, done by. A guy who's one of Morlover's rivals, although they're much bigger than Morlover. It's done by a guy called Lee Calvert, who does a rugby podcast called Blood and Mud, which is quite sweary and funny at times. Oh, um, cool. Well, yeah, didn't, I didn't know that, and it was um, so he's obviously got he's got previous in it, and yeah, I I, I did enjoy it, and um, it was yeah, it was a decent listen. If you're if you're interested in that era of association football, then um, I can I can recommend it. But obviously, listen to Morlover as Morlover as well if you're listening to other podcasts. Of course, you do. Um, uh, I've got just a really quick one. I, I've been rewatching the league on Netflix. What a great! I've show started rewatching that this week How as well. How funny is that show? I it's just, I brilliant. love it. I love it. That's all I want to say. Just if you haven't watched the league, 
do yourself a favour. I'd better have a moan then after that. Redress the balance. Um, Strap yourself in, this Mark. Is, you, you're not going to be expecting this topic. Strictly. Uh, yeah, yeah, you heard right. Um, our house is it's strictly on a Saturday and NFL on a Sunday. It's just kind of a deal that gets done. So it happens in our living room. Um, and Why are you in there? We, Why don't you leave the living room like I do when x uh, is on? I'd draw, I'd draw the line at that. Blimey, that would be, that'd be even worse. We all know what the show is. Um, it's shit. so-called celebrities dancing with professional dancers and then they get scored by judges. And the show's hosted by Tess Daly and Claudia Winkleman. Yep. Now, Claudia Winkleman's actually quite talented. She's she, got a face like a foot though, right? Uh, she always looks really surprised to me. She's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm that works. That works, that works well. Works really, works really well in, in, yeah, in this medium. Yeah, I, yeah. I was basically doing an exact replica face of Claudia Winkleman. It was uncanny. You it your was face literally out, identical. <laughs> so you've you've got you've got this situation where the couples all dance, and then the, the judges pass comments, and they're at times quite severe. You know, one or two of them are quite honest, which is what you should have, um, and then. Sometimes they get a bit emotional. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they deserve a bit of criticism. I've no. To be honest, they could they could just stand there and fart for two minutes, and I wouldn't have a clue how well they've done. Uh, but I would watch they, that. Show. They get they get judged by <laughs> that professionals. That would be better. <laughs> and they get their scores. But what 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 you get is so you got Claudia Winkleman then stands off the stage somewhere with all the dancers where they come off, and she has a chat with them. She's she's kind of professional, talented funny at times and then at the other end of the scale you have Tess Daly who stands there like this wooden idiot who all her purpose seems to be is to sugarcoat any comments from the judges so you'll get Craig Revel Horwood will come in with some biting criticism and she'll try and like pretend he didn't say it and say oh no no you're uh, you're all great and then as soon as a judge says something positive Tess Daly has this incredibly annoying habit of repeating it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your it's your best effort yet. Yeah, no, you you probably heard the judge say that. And it is you when you realise she's doing it, it's the most irritating thing on this planet. Even more irritating being in a room in the first place. And it it whatever your views on the show, whatever your interests are, it just it ruins it. Whether you like whether you like a bit of dancing or you don't. It's just. And who would have thought my... that somebody married to Vernon Kay would be annoying? <laughs> I wonder well, if that, that, must be one of, that must be one of the most vacuous twat houses in Britain, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck me, they just both go home, talk their vacuous shite to each other, banging on about nothing that anyone's interested in. My game pass is working, is yours, Tess? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I... <laughs> Want another fag? Let's, let's judges. Oh, Craig Revel Norwood says that my game pass is working. Here, I got that Alistair Kirkwood coming round. Yeah, he's interesting, isn't he? Aye. What Vernon? Oh, there, there was, Tess, there put was, the cigar uh, down. Stop texting that model, Vernon. Honestly, do you remember John Colshaw? He had a, he had his like impression show, and they, there was this sketch once where, um, <laughs> Tess Tess Daly and Bruce Forsyth were like going around in this motorhome and it was like this recur- recurring gag where 
they they'd be living together, and then Vernon would just keep popping up, being really irritating and getting them getting in the way. Oh, that's that's worth a find on YouTube. That uh, that was good. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think... There's no way we're ever going on anything Vernon Kay's presenting ever, is there? Would you want to? No. There we go. He's, he's never Cheers, Cheers Vernon. Love you, big man! <laughs> <laughs> Got cracking game pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I, think, I think that about does us, don't you? Yeah. Anything, anything to add, gents? No. Excellent. Um, just uh, <laughs> just enjoy Neil Reynolds, all you Sky subscribers. So, um, in fact, before we go, I watched his uh, his little uh, couple of minutes um, clip talking about talking about Kev, and it was heartfelt. It was uh, it was genuine. He did a bit of good. He did a good thing with that. Why don't you marry him? <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>